Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Standard. Today is Blue Monday, said to be the most depressing day of the year. The term itself was actually coined back in 2005 by British psychologist Dr Cliff Arnold, who based the concept on things like weather conditions, people's debt levels, time since Christmas, and time since New Year's resolutions have been broken. There's no strict dates, but Blue Monday is normally declared on the second, third or fourth Monday of January. And chances are most of us are feeling it. The festive season's been and gone, New Year celebrations are over, and we're back into our normal life and work routines. So, what's the best way to beat these annual January blues as we battle through the chilly air, short days and seemingly endless emails that the first month of the year brings? Well, by planning our escape, of course... So I think a lot of people are, they're chomping at the bit, they're eager to get going, they're booking the places that they love. Susanna Ramsdale, the Standards Lifestyle Director, who also oversees travel, has discovered some fresh new and exciting holidays for 2024. Whether you're into cycling trips, cruising or finding hidden getaways to relax, her top picks for the year have got you covered. Her piece, Where to Holiday in 2024, is in today's Evening Standard newspaper and on our website, standard.co.uk. So, to get the lowdown on the travel trends for this year, Susanna joins me now. So, Susanna, first of all, let's talk about the trends or the kind of holidays predicted to be popular in 2024. What do you think people will be looking out for? Yeah, well, I think there's a real range of holidays that people will be looking out for. Um, I don't know about you if you've started researching your trip for this year. I was doing it this weekend and I was looking at some Greek islands. I was looking at Turkey and a lot of the places I wanted to stay were fully booked already. So I think a lot of people are they're chomping at the bit. They're eager to get going. They're booking the places that they love. I think if you're a bit more adventurous or maybe you've got a bit more money, you're looking further afield and you want a bit of adventure and a bit of escape. In our travel piece that's in today's paper, we mentioned Peru. And it had one of the longest lockdowns in the world and only opened its borders quite recently. So they're really pushing that as a destination. And obviously there's sort of the famous landmarks like Machu Picchu. But actually, there's so many archaeological marvels in that country. So I think a lot of people will be looking for a bit of adventure. We talk a lot, obviously, about eco-travel at the Evening Standard. um, And I think people are always, always looking for that. It needs to be easy, though. You know, people don't have hours and hours and hours to really dig deep. I think the booking sites and the, the airlines and all of that sort of thing need to flag up the eco hotels, the sort of the less carbon heavy trips. And then I think people want fun. I think it's like just a bit of unbridled joy and letting loose. So do you think there's actually an appetite for more different holidays these days compared with something like an all-inclusive resort in Southern Europe, for example? Yeah, I mean, I think it obviously depends on your budget. These fly and flop all-inclusive holidays are such good value for money. They're easy. If you've had a tough time, what could be more appealing than just kind of like having it all booked in one place, 
and just relinquishing to the sunshine and the cocktails. But I think a lot of people have done that over the last few years. After COVID, we all went back to like the villa we loved in the south of France or the hotel we love in in Mallorca or whatever. And I think now we're kind of ready to see the world again and, and just really go for it. And something that stood out for me from your piece was this idea of cool-cations. Can you tell us what they are and why they're due to be popular? Well, yeah, they're due to be popular for quite a depressing reason, and that's climate change. So we will have seen the wildfires and the heat wave last summer all over the Med. And I think anyone who suffered through that will be thinking twice about going to those destinations in the height of summer, so kind of July and August. I spoke to Booking.com, who kind of did a survey of their UK travellers, and 42% said that the changing weather is going to influence how they book their trips for this coming year. So with that, I think we'll still go to those places, you know, Italy, the south of France, the Med, but maybe just in the shoulder seasons or what used to be called the shoulder seasons. So I spoke to Sarah Allard, who works at Condé Nast Traveller. She's the digital editor there. And she said she sees locations like Scotland, our very own Scotland, Scandinavia and northern Italy becoming very popular in the, in the high summer months, which they wouldn't typically be. And there's a place that I found, which I really want to go to. It looks incredible. It's called Landet and it's on the Stockholm archipelago. And it's kind of these little amazing cabins in 400 hectares of countryside and you kind of do wild swimming and there are walking trails and yoga. And I think a lot of that sort of wholesome outdoor activities that you can do when the weather's just that little bit milder is what people will be looking for over the coming years as well, not just obviously for 2024. And you sort of touched on already the sort of eco-conscious travel. We've also mentioned it in the Sustainable Travel podcast we did with Juliet Kinsman. Do you think these trips with more green credentials will actually do better this year? Yes. Well, I asked the legendary Juliet Kinsman for help with this piece because no one knows eco-travel like her. And I think... We all definitely want sustainable trips. As I mentioned earlier, I think, though, we are time poor and it's kind of hard to wade through the facts and the nonsense. You know, is this really an eco hotel? Like, I don't know. And Juliet said the one place that you can go that's guaranteed to be guilt free is Bhutan. I've never been. She she spent a while there late last year and they have protecting the forests of its country written into its constitution everything is geared up to being sustainable. So, you know, it's an expensive place. They charge visitors a daily fee of $100, but that goes straight back into their sustainable development fund. And everything there is green and eco and apparently just an incredible place. So if you really, really want to have an eco trip and you don't want to sort of in the back of your mind think, could I have done more? Could I have done more? Bhutan is the one for you. Let's take a short break now, coming up in part two. These countries that I think are very undiscovered for a lot of us Brits, you know, coming in a few years, go there now because they're going to become just the most popular destinations, I think. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, I understand some of the trips abroad you're recommending actually feature new things. So whether it's a new city that's been built or a new activity to do, what are some of the best new trips to do in 2024 for people who you want to get in there first? Yes, exactly. We all want newness, don't we? We want bragging rights for that. Um, <laughs> so obviously the Greek islands, a perennial favourite. We all love the Greek islands. This year, Tinos. 
I'm saying Tinos is going to be the big one. It's just 30 minutes from Mykonos, which I don't know if you've been to Mykonos. It's hectic. It's expensive. You'll encounter several Premier League footballers sort of popping (laughs) champagne. It's kind of ostentatious and decadent. 30 minutes on the ferry away is the kind of under the radar, slightly more rugged, pretty undiscovered island of Tinos. And there's a new hotel opening there called Odera. And it's the island's first luxury boutique hotel. I see big things for Tinos. It's easy to get to. It's chilled. The food apparently is incredible. The beaches, if you go at the right time, pretty secluded. You won't encounter many other visitors. So to me, that sounds just heaven. And then obviously the Caribbean, always a winner, especially at this time of year. And Grenada is being touted as the place to go there. They're celebrating their 50 years of independence this year. And I don't know if you know that incredible underwater sculpture park that they have there of all the sort of figures standing in a semicircle. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's very striking. They've added 31 new artworks to that. So you could kind of get your snorkeling and scuba diving on and go and check that out. And, you know, there are new hotels opening there as well to make it a really exciting destination. So the Sixth Sense is opening what looks to be an incredible hotel there. So yeah, get to Grenada if, if you can. And I understand you've also talked about in your piece a new bike trail that goes across the Balkans. How has that sort of come about? Yeah, I'm particularly excited about this trip, actually. Not that I'm particularly good at cycling, but it's a new bike trail that's opening this year. And it goes across, deep breath, let me count these, it goes across Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Montenegro, Albania, North Macedonia, Kosovo and Serbia. So I feel like that's the Eurovision song contest (laughs) I'm just reading out there. Um, So yeah, it meanders across all eight countries and Just the countryside, the landscapes look incredible. The idea is that it's split into 30-mile chunks and there's somewhere to stay at the end of each one and, you know, a little town or a little hamlet or something like that. So it's cheap, it's sustainable, you're cycling. And the idea is that you kind of meet the locals, you get really immersed in the communities that you come across. So to me, it just sounds like the most magical way to spend your time and an eco trip and one where you'll just come away so much richer for spending time in the country, not just sort of lying on a sun lounger at a hotel. And incredible views as well, I imagine. Oh my goodness, I've been drooling over the pictures. <laughs> just incredible. I don't know if you've been to Albania. The Alps there, I think, are beautiful. And Slovenia, like these countries that I think are very undiscovered for a lot of us Brits, you know, coming in a few years, go there now because they're going to become just the most popular destinations, I think. And finally, something in your piece you mentioned about value for money cruises. Do you think 2024 will see a rise in people cruising rather than hoteling? Yes. I mean, the the word value for money, you know, I I say with a pinch of salt that the cruise that I mention is nearly £10,000. Wow. So, you know, gulp. Um, But it goes to the Antarctic. You know, that's absolutely incredible. It's 13 days. It's everything included. It's excursions. It's flights. It's food and drink. When you compare that with some of the new hotels that are opening in London, where the starting price for one room for one night is £1,300, you know, you're starting to see a lot, you know, what you can get for that money is incredible. So value for money, if you are someone who has that sort of disposable income, I think, yeah, the, the way to tick off many countries, many experiences for the price of a week in, in a London hotel seems like a no brainer if you've got the cash. <laughs> and mentioning London, How well do you think the capital will do in terms of tourism in 2024? Well, London always does well. There's lots more new hotels opening again this year. And it's the Paris Olympics this year. So I think there will be a really positive knock-on effect 
from that. I think a lot of our American friends that will come over to Paris and then hop on the train and come and see London. I think we'll mop up a lot of that European interest from the Paris Olympics. And yeah, as I say, the London hotel scene is just booming. There's, I mean, I can think of about 10 new openings this year. Um, So yeah, everyone come to London. It's still fabulous. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.